1: Today's episode of the Chase Tumas podcast is brought to you by our presenting sponsor, Panko Chicken. The new Atlanta restaurant thrives off of a unique spin on Japanese and Western cuisine and is already racking up the awards, winning best-selling taste in the Taste of Atlanta awards, both in 2017 and 2018. So... If you're in the Metro Atlanta area and are wanting to try something new and good and delicious, go to Ponko Chicken today and tell them that I sent you over. You'll be glad you did, I promise. Ponko Chicken, where it eats meets West. Chase Thomas Podcast. The Chase Thomas Podcast. <laughs> um, My nephew needs me to record. See, I hate I already hate it. I hate it. All right. Welcome to another episode of the chase and Us podcast it is thursday night um it is valentine's and i'm recording a podcast so that's all you need to know about my current love life situation but mike pelucci is here Mike, good evening. Is there anything more wrestling fan than talking about professional wrestling on Valentine's Day? Uh,
0: the answer would be uh, doing what Vincent McMahon did 20 years ago and holding, say, Valentine's Day Massacre, I believe is what it was called, right? That was the one that Paul White debuted at.
1: I believe you. I was not. Um, I, I don't remember off the top of my head. I remember this because so I, I was, was a WCW uh, kid in the 90s. So a lot of the WWF stuff. Okay. I was mostly, I but I mean, you know, there, yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, but you know, when the giant crossed over, I mean, that was kind of that was a huge thing. I remember thinking, "Oh my God, they got the giant."
1: Interesting. Yeah, he no, never it, really. He never. Big guys have. I. I feel like I had. To, I just. I have this predisposition to just not understanding. Like I'm very anti-Lar Sullivan. I'm anti-Big Show Giant. Like the only giant wrestler that I've been a fan of is Mark Henry. Fair.
0: Well, are, are you counting the Undertaker as a giant wrestler?
1: Ah, uh, that's a good question. I mean, he's I like
0: six ten, six eleven, something like that. That's
1: true. Do we consider Brock Lesnar
0: a giant um, wrestler? Not quite. I mean, I, I usually go by height for those things. um Okay, you know, so I feel like I mean Brock, in terms of strength and body mass, certainly would qualify. But I feel like you either have to be like super tall or like, you know, ridiculously like a Mark Henry is like, I feel like fits the bill there. I mean, with, with the giant slash big show slash Paul White, I, I feel like I became like everyone else where, you know, especially for a lot of WB tenure, I was kind of out on it, but I remember WCW. I mean, he was so agile for a guy that size. Like I remember he, I never saw it myself, but I remember him, people talking about how initially if he started, he could do, uh, like a top rope wound salt. And they basically told him, like, don't do that because you're a big guy, you're not supposed to do that. And now we live in the world of, like, where Keith Lee is just doing all kinds of crazy athletic stuff or uh, a Hanson and War Machine doing that. Um, and so, you know, uh, the show was ahead of his time. But I don't know, I always kind of, and I guess because they were around at the same time in vastly different sports uh, entertainment arenas, I always thought of him kind of like Shaq, just in terms of how mm. he came onto the scene so young and established himself because he was WWE champion at 23. Um, like everybody's like, oh my God, Big Show's been around for so damn long. Well, yeah, because he was a main eventer at 23. He's been in the main event or like upper, upper mid card of one of the two major American promotions for like the better part of 30 years now. Uh, so, yeah. you know, like I, I feel like at that point everybody can think of somebody. But uh, yeah, when he debuted with WWF, WWE, I was... That was 20 years ago because I saw WWE did a little mini package thing online. And so I would have been, I would have been uh, like 11 going on twelve, And I just remember like thinking like, Oh my God, they got the big show or they got the giant, you know? Um, so, yeah. So uh long winded way of saying that the only thing more wrestling fan than I was doing this tonight is uh, Vince McMahon pouring billions of dollars into creating a whole spectacle based around Valentine's day as a theme. And then, Lots more wrestling bands give bands giving them harder money in terms of pay per view buys and ticket sales.
1: Yeah, I was more of a w, uh, I was more of a uh, disciple guy. I have to say in the late nineties, disciple.
0: Uh, oh predict- my god,
1: <laughs> love me some glacier. Uh, yeah, Booker Ooh, T was great, obviously. Booker T, Out's yeah, That's right.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, well, I, I enjoyed the, the Alex Wright uh, Disco Inferno feud that went on for a little while based over who could dance better and, like, the lowest part of the low card. I mean, I was always a big cruiserweight guy with WCW. So my, my guy was uh, was Hoobie, Huberto Guerrero. I, I,
1: okay, that was the juice, my dude. yeah.
0: Yeah, oh, yeah, he's awesome. Um, I, I have, like, a vivid—one of my earlier wrestling memories I, like, remember distinctly was— uh, like, it was like the debut episode of WCW Thunder, and he beat the Ultimate Smoke Track into the Cruiserweight title. And I remember, like, going into it, I was telling my dad, I was like, he's going to win, and, and he did, and he kind of became my boy. I still think he has the best 450 splash I've ever seen.
1: Interesting. Um, I would not encourage you to go back and watch Dean Malenko WCW Cruiserweight matches, because they're not good. What? I'm convinced they're, none of them are good. I don't think I've ever watched a Dean Malenko match. Like, I've gone through WCW rabbit holes, and just... I I I don't get it. You, it it's all awful. Did you watch, I hate it so what? much. I
0: I'm, I'm flabbergasted, Chase. Did you watch the the, match, <laughs> the, the legendary match uh, that he had with Ray Mysterio <laughs> back when Ray was like 26? Yes, I did. And you didn't think that was good?
1: Yeah. No.
0: I I I I can't help you. I don't know what to do. You I, th- d- you don't I don't think get that's
1: it. Dean Malenko is awful.
0: Dean Malenko didn't have personality, but he's one of the best technical wrestlers that's ever done it. He's amazing. See. I... <sighs>
1: Look, no. it is
0: one of those things where like you know it is everybody who wrestles at a high level now like as a technical wrestler references that guy as great like it's kind of like the musician who wasn't like a commercial success but influenced like the next generation like that is Dean Blanco
1: I'm not disagreeing with how he's presented I just think for what I'm into especially in the Cruiserweight division and everything else like it just I, I don't get it I don't it's just like a cruiserweight kind of Roderick Strong with no character in some ways, but Roderick Strong is a much better professional wrestler than Dean Malenko ever was. Um, you can make the case that Roderick Strong's a top three worker in the WWE right now.
0: You can make that um, case, but that doesn't mean he's necessarily a much better wrestler than Dean Malenko was at his prime. You oh, like
1: a rule. oh yes, dude. I love riding. Roderick I, Strong. I, what he is guy. able to do, dude. Strong is a freaking hoss. Yeah, I'm like not that guy. That. I am, I'm all aboard the Roderick Strong is what saved Undisputed Era train because Bobby Fish is fine, um, but he's nowhere near Roderick Strong and what Roderick Strong and Kyle O'Reilly have done for that division, for that company, for everything like, I mean, I loved Red Dragon, but like Strong and O'Reilly are just so much better and Strong is just so damn good. So, I, I so love Roddy awesome. Trunk. He just has no personality, like Dean Malenko, but he actually has... like the, He just doesn't have a bad match. I don't think he's had a bad WWE hey, you are, match. You're appreciating yeah. the choir.
0: I love Roddy. I personally have the mind that the only reason I don't like Roddy and Kyle O'Reilly is just because I think Kyle and Bobby are so much better than as a unit. No. Like, no. I, no. 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 I'm, I'm saying this because I want to see Roddy in singles matches because the result now is they're pushing Fish as the singles guy and I'm just not seeing it. Whereas...
1: Like Oh, I, yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah,
0: so, I mean, look, whether it's Red Dragon or whether it's Kyle and Roddy, you're still getting a top class tag team. The difference is that you were getting one of the best singles competitors in, com- in the company versus a guy who, like, Bobby Fish is not bad by any means, but I'm just not seeing a reason to, like,
1: buy into that. No, Bobby Fish is... is actually bad.
0: Oh, come on. I don't think Bobby Fish is bad.
1: I like Bobby He's like 42. One. He's not good. No, but he, like, started, he's
0: just... he started late, though. That's the thing. Like, he's, he's a young 30. Yeah. He's like 38. I mean, he's like a young 38.
1: Uh, I age is a number, though. man. Chris he not start wrestling at, like, 18. Chris
0: 48 years old, and he'd still go like nobody's business. And man. Christopher
1: Daniels is a much better professional wrestler than Bobby Fish.
0: I'm not denying that. My point is just age is a yeah. number. That's all, that's all it is.
1: Sometimes. Sometimes. All right, fair If you're like Christopher Daniels, I feel like Christopher Daniels has an amazing daily workout routine, right? Like, I could see him doing something crazy to stay in the shape that he is.
0: There's a man of a legend. I remember I was a, a very good friend of mine. If you listen to this podcast, shout out Benji Silva, huge wrestling fan. We were, it was like two or three years ago, and we were talking, and he was like, you know... I really feel like Chris Daniels has is, is lost a little bit. Like, I want a little more from him. And at that point, he was 45. And I was like, dude, the man's 45. Cut him some slack. And he's like, wait, <laughs> yeah. what? And I was like, how old do you think he was? He's like, well, I know he and Styles are close. I just figured they were the same age. I was like, nah, man, the dude is 45. And he's like, I take it all back. He is a legend. I apologize.
1: <laughs> Christopher Daniels is definitely one of those guys where you just, I mean, he was in WCW in the 90s. People like that's that's all you'd tell him. It's like no, Christopher Daniels has been around forever.
0: Oh yeah, oh he's a legend. Super nice guy too. Like I've, I've interviewed him a couple times before. Great dude. Incredible worker. Still going. Still like you know like Jericho still goes and is ridiculously good for his age and has reinvented himself a lot of ways. But you could tell like his physique, for instance, isn't what it was. But uh, that's not the case with Chris Daniels. Chris Daniels is still, like, cut and swollen and can go in the ring for 30 minutes if he has to. And he's 48 years old. I have no idea how. It's ridiculous.
1: He has to have an amazing workout routine we we don't know what it is that he does but he has to like aj styles too like i mean he's early 40s but he should not be able to do some of the stuff that he does i mean look at what jeff hardy is like you can tell that he is just like i'm gonna do like two or three cool things for a full year but everything else i'm gonna be very safe and be a very different worker mysterio got to that point um it's my biggest issue with keeping ricochet down for as long as they have right now it's just like there is a very, very short amount of time for Ricochet to do what he does before things have to slow down significantly. Like, he is already 30. Yeah. Like, 35, I don't think he's doing this. Like, you have a very limited amount of time to make a bunch of money off him being a superhero for a bunch of kids. Like, oh, that window is small.
0: I, I agree with it to a point, but I think, like, if, you know, if he watches the Japan stuff, he he's smart. I mean, like, even the stuff he did now, if you watched him, when he was doing like Dragon Gate USA things when he's twenty three, twenty four, or like his early PWG days, even this is like way toned down compared to what he used to do. Like he's, he's smart and he's evolved into like, let's do a lot of suplexes. Let's do a lot of, you know, mat work that he just wasn't good enough to do or was seasoned enough to do in his early twenties. So he can do, version of what he's doing now for a while like i mean he only does even now like he started to phase out the the 630 after the first like six months he was there right he does not even do that much anymore so i feel like ricochet is the genius of ricochet isn't even that he does the craziest spots all the time like he'll do he'll save the big spots for the for you know for the takeovers it's just the fact that he's so ridiculously fluid at everything Mm -hmm. he does that it all some of the stuff he does Other wrestlers could do, but he just makes it look so smooth and so clean. And he came up in an age of like other, like, like basically there was there was a a group of African American high flyers in indies like him, Ar Fox, Rich Swan, ACH, who just got signed. Um,
1: Leo Rush.
0: Le- Leo Rush, but Leo's not quite the same thing. Leo's younger than them for one. while. Shane Strickland is what I was going to say. Yeah,
1: he's like 23, 24. Um, yeah. I mean, and he's just different. Le- Shane Strickland, maybe?
0: Shane Strickland, yeah, that was who I was thinking. But the difference between Ricochet and them is just that, and like some of those guys, like A.R. Fox does spots. I haven't seen him wrestle as much in the last couple of years, but like when, he- when they were coming up at the same time, Air Fox's spots were way more wild than what Ricochet was doing. But he's not as good of an athlete as Ricochet is. Ricochet just makes it look so easy all the time. And, you know, the height he gets on some of his jumps is just wild. Like, I saw – I was at a PWG show with Ricochet. I've still never seen somebody do this uh, other than him. He didn't just jump over the ring post like he did uh, at TakeOver against Gargano. He backflipped over the ring post into the crowd at a PWG show at full speed. I've never seen that. And I was like, this dude is about to break his neck and he just did it. Like it was completely easy. Um, Yeah. He's something else. So I agree. Like they need, they should take advantage of what you need to, but I think he's really smart about what he does. Um, And I think a lot of this will age better just because I think he, even amongst freak athletes is the freakiest freak athlete. It's like Vince Carter, right? If you are a special degree of athlete above even a bunch of other degrees of athletes, what you can do at 40 is just still way better than what some other guys can do at 30, just because you were blessed with more stuff that you could burn off.
1: And some people I do think are kind of predisposed to becoming injury-prone. I I would agree with that, where it just seems like there are certain guys that are made of glass and certain guys who... Mm -hmm should be getting injured all the time. I mean, you see that in little kids where you're like, this kid has fallen down and done some crazy shit all the time, and it just, it's fine, but it just is not the same from kid to kid. And I, I wonder if that's the same kind of deal where it's just like he gets away with stuff just because he's genetically predisposed to yeah. doing uh, cool stuff and being okay. It's he's a good been point forever.
0: Because I don't remember him ever having a serious injury,
1: even on yeah. the Indies
0: when he was just at peak doing wild shit all the time.
1: And I then you have, like, Tino Sebatali like, tearing his peck and missing a year. And you have guys like Eric Rowan and, like, who do significantly less, and they're just injured yeah. all the time.
0: Yeah, no, I, I buy that. It's a thing. I don't think it's, you know, none of us will probably ever know why that is, which is a bummer. But, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, he's special, man. He's just, he's something else.
1: The one thing I wish was different for Ricochet, and I, I very much enjoy Ricochet, is his voice. Okay, why is that? It's very bad. It's so high and it doesn't fit whenever he starts talking. And now he's he's kind of changing his character in the company. I like just the way he's talking and the way he's dressed. like I I can tell he's working on it, but his voice is so high. Like well, I wish been, his voice was deeper.
0: The, well, even with if the voice is different, he's never the most like natural dude on the mic, you know. It's kind of just yeah. the he just has the quiet. That's what scares vibe. me. Uh yeah. yeah I mean, he shouldn't really, talk. But I think like at the end of the day, like when he does stuff like in that match with Gargano where they do the, the top rope Hurricane uh, Rana spot and he just
1: flips and lands on his feet and just starts walking. It was slowly. incredible, yeah.
0: And it just, yeah, he didn't have to say anything. You just knew he has it, right? And so but that's
1: why you don't make him say anything. Is You're just like, I'm okay, this do guy agree. is just amazing. I, 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 I would I agree, just never hand the mic to Ricochet.
0: Yeah, I would think so. But the problem is, I mean, the way WWE set up as a company, you nobody ever... Except for The Undertaker. And even then, The Undertaker would talk during his I run. I mean, Brock doesn't ever...
1: talk. I mean, that's a big issue, though. That's a that's an indictment on them. Like, Ronda Rousey is not better off talking. She is an unbelievably atrocious talker. I And, agree. like, she gets a, like, it's bad. And she doesn't know what to do when the crowd turns on her mid-talk. Like, there's just so many different variables where you're like, it's okay to just know what you have. Like, it's it's across all sports where you're like, you play to your strengths. Like, you don't run a spread Offense when you just don't have a spread capable quarterback or a, like there's just certain things where you adjust and you look at what you have and you're just like this person cannot do this so we're not going to put them in a position to fail making Ricochet kind of come off as like a badass in the way he talks in a promo is never going to work because like you hear him and you're like this doesn't feel natural this is weird I, I Ricochet please stop talking um and that was like the Gargano stuff where I'm like ah, just he sounds like Steve Smith from American Dad when he speaks and that's just not good. <laughs>
0: Well, I mean, look, I think the the remedy to this is, and this is one of the million questions.
1: Am I crazy for that comparison? That's what I hear every time. Like, I just know he was a dork growing up. I know he was, which is fine. That's who he was. I mean, I think,
0: look, the WWE, for some reason, has this reticence to use managers these days. And I don't, I just don't get it. Like, why do you have... Well, they've adjusted
1: that, they're more than there were the last couple of years. Like, because Vince had this thing where he didn't want that, but now you're seeing Zelina, Lana, um, Leo, Leo, Rush a, is hype a, a man. Paul, yeah, Paul Heyman, Leo. I mean, I think they're starting to get but a little bit more different. comfortable again, yeah. I mean, and they need to, and like, Zelina's
0: been so huge for, for I guess just Andrade now. I don't know why they made him go one name, but they did, um, <laughs> you know, so yeah, they need to do more of that, and I think they, they shouldn't be afraid to just transition to certain wrestlers into that role. I guess, like, you know, I mean, even for a while, Aiden English doing that for Rusev was a version of that. And that was great because, like, what, we don't need to see Aiden English wrestle. Uh, so if somebody could talk, just just let them do that. Um, yeah, it, it goes much better that way. So if, if somebody was like that for Ricochet, I don't think Ricochet would be dependent on that the way that some other people would be. But uh, it, it certainly couldn't necessarily hurt. Um, I mean, another guy who's a perfect example of that, man, like, if... Uh, if Apollo Cruz could talk, oh my God, like where would his career be right now?
1: Ooh, I mean, if we went down the Apollo Crews rabbit hole, I mean, there's just all kinds of stuff. If there's definitely another guy who just needs to make his way to AEW in the next year or two, it's uh, it's Apollo Cruz. He's on the short list.
0: Well, and you know what, what's a real bummer is that he was just, he got signed right as he was blowing up on the indies and so he never had that run of I'm the big dude on the indies the way that he could make so much money if he had, you know, it was, it was just about to start for him of, Hey, this guy is a great talent and a physical freak. Uh, let's book him everywhere and make him tons of cash. It just didn't happen because he got signed so quickly. And then just the, the mic work stuff never ever came along, but there was a fantastic stable um, of three guys who were legitimately really good friends. I would love to see a WWE, which was uh ricochet. Uh, Akira Tozawa and Cruz when he was going by Uha Nation. They were still together a lot in Japan. And that would be so much fun if that ever happened in WWE. It won't, but it would be so much fun if it did.
1: Yeah. Paul Cruz is just in that other zone, kind of like Ricochet, where it's just you can just tell their personality. is just, it's, let's just say it's no Kevin Owens in, uh, (laughs) in terms of just natural charisma and personality, where you're just like that's fine. It just, you have to have, it's just not the right company for you. The WWE is just right. never going to be the company for UHA nation. Like yeah. AEW, where he can just work 25 minute matches against Kenny Omega. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah, that's what he should be doing.
0: That, and he can, but, he can return yeah. to having the greatest entrance music of all time. Uh, if you, I don't
1: <laughs> know. That's moose, by the way, just as a heads up, not nah, a UHA nation.
0: You know what? Has the greatest music of all time.
1: Oh moose, for sure. Like I was at a re- I was at the last uh, AJ Styles Ring of Honor show a couple years ago. It's the coldest I've ever been, uh, in my life, by the way. And, yeah. Uh, uh, some more peak wrestling fandom on Valentine's e- night. Um, this was, I think, I guess it would have been three years. When did AJ make the jump for the Rumble? When was that? It, was it's it 2016 like twenty
0: sixteen
1: or twenty seventeen? Uh, twenty sixteen. twenty sixteen. Was it twenty sixteen? I want to
0: say it was. Um, I'm not. Shit. Hiding. Time flies,
1: man. Okay. Okay. Well, if was when, was,
0: when was the Dallas WrestleMania? Because I was at that one. And I feel like that was... That'll be three years ago this year. I'm pretty sure.
1: Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. So, 2016, um, right before he debuts at the Rumble, he does his moment with the Bullet Club and everything. And um, it was a great show. Like, most fun I've ever had a wrestling show in my life. And it was fucking freezing in Atlanta. That It was January and all that kind of stuff. It was right before the Rumble. And... Um, I just remember going to see, like, everything. And then Moose had not made the jump to Impact yet. And, like, we're, everybody was like, oh, where's AJ going, blah, blah, blah. Is Luke and Carl uh, Anderson going with him? And that was, like, the scuttlebutt. And Moose came out. And I was, like, right by the entrance. It, I'm in the videos, by the way, if you want to watch this show. I this is am your wrestling play the all this stuff. Yes, 100%. And Moose's music kit. my brother and I popped so hard because the moose theme song oh my god and everyone's doing it it is so catchy and Mm -hmm. so much fun moose's theme song that's what a theme song should be where everybody is able to just be like moose and they're all doing it in sync it's it's great pretty good
0: now give me moose every day uha nation's theme music was from a german one hit wonder band from the 1970s that was put together on a talent competition show. And it was a song called Shingas Khan. And the only reason mm. this is, and I, I, it's like a disco themed uh, song that's completely in German. And if you ever watch a music video, there was one dude whose only job is to dance and it looks kind of like Shingas Khan, like Genghis Khan, dressed up in the video. It's amazing. And the only reason he picked it was because Throughout the thing, you just hear the, ooh, ha, ooh, ha, ooh, ha. (laughs) I can't recommend this enough. It was fantastic. Whoever turned him on to this is a hero because it's just so damn goofy watching this super jacked, super athletic, giant black guy come out to German disco from the 1970s. It's beautiful.
1: Mm. Look it up. But if you had to pick one theme song for the rest of your life to listen to, would that be it?
0: Oh, man. Um so to say, this is a very different theme song than, like, for instance, what is it, the best WWE theme music. Uh, that's a totally different right. thing. Right.
1: Like I, I just can imagine myself walking around. I mean, it would annoy the hell out of everyone in my personal life, but <laughs> if I could listen to Moose everywhere I went, that that's cool with me. I would just – You know what? what actually might be um, – I'm
0: trying to think. Kevin Owens' old RH team was, was – shockingly catchy mm. that guitar riff is great AJ's
1: TNA theme is like a close second yeah, for me. very
0: good uh you know what the best current indie scene is I really enjoy Cody's theme I really like it
1: wait who Cody uh the down straight one
0: yeah it's and I didn't like anything else down straight necessarily but I I really okay. enjoy that song also because like it fits the whole story of his life but that one is catchy I, I've always enjoyed Cody's theme music
1: Hmm. I had not even considered. It's fine. I like it. It's fine. It's just, I don't know why,
0: I like, I just, it hits me. It is, it is much better than, well, actually, it is much better. Can we, can we talk about the fact that, like, I feel like we're getting close to the point where where Becky needs a new theme. Ooh. I feel like Um, the the new, you know, because every time I hear that, I associate it with the old, like, steampunk, NXT era, and now she's something way different and cockier and more swaggery i feel like it's time i feel like it's
1: time to update this <sighs> that's tough because i think what like the the tricky thing about adjusting a theme song once someone's already popular like it's one thing to change it when they're not clicking and like sometimes a theme song change when someone's kind of floundering a little bit can be can be huge like christian think about like some of his theme music where you're just like, oh love that um and people get more like edge when he adjusted. Um, you think you know me to the Metallic What is it? Metallingus, Metalingus? Version? Yeah, Metalingus? Yeah, yeah. Yes. But um, that, that
0: fit the evolution. I mean, that's huge. A, yeah, but if he was already a thing at that point, right? Not when
1: it was just the you think you know me. Like once he yeah, made he the adjustment, he was he did, an intercontinental was, title he guy. He he, he never won the world title with that. I guess but it like was a mid card the theme was, song. It was it was an upper mid card theme song, but sure, that, that's hey. the point. I mean, yeah. he was. I don't
0: know. Edge had a lot of. Edge had a lot of gold at that point when he changed it, and then he changed
1: it when he became Not the Ra- big time gold.
0: He, was, he became
1: a superstar. He is in the Hall of Fame right now. He after has, he has the, theme the song most change. Listen,
0: he has the most titles ever, and he probably nobody will probably ever touch that necessarily.
1: Oh no, Someone's franchise. gonna touch that. Charlotte's already like two titles away. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, it's, it's all But teams.
1: Charlotte already, like, Charlotte's going to break whatever title um, record if we're going cross gender with this stuff. We could, so, but the um, thing is, is
0: that, like, he has so many more belts to go for, and he had all those tag team rings with, with Christian and a bunch of random people. True. But the point well, is, Becky and
1: Charlotte will get a lot of tag team run at some must, point because those two are going to be forever linked. Yeah, maybe. but
0: only, they only have two belts they can go for. Edge had, like, at any given time, they are 10 different belts in that a That's true. It's hard. It's, it's hard. He thinks behind him. What's, uh, Triple
1: H is probably really high up there. Has he, what was the last time he held, like, the, uh, Batiste has got to be, well,
0: I guess he wasn't around around long long enough. enough enough. Triple H has the right type of length. He had, you know, all the world title reigns, but he had some tag reigns. He had a bunch of, IC reigns. He had the European type championship reigns.
1: He'd be up there. Benoit and Angle are probably up there. What's that? Benoit and Angle, they've got to be up there.
0: Oh, but, like, the length of time that they were no, you know, who, you know who actually who I bet he was really high up. There was Kane. Kane probably has a bunch of them. Yeah, Kane oh, and actually, Big Show too, Jericho, probably. Yeah. But, oh, Big Show's got a bunch. We're forgetting an obvious one too, which is Jericho. Jericho has what? How many icy reigns alone? Yeah. There? Um, and then he won so many mm. different tag titles to different people. Uh, Jericho. If I had to guess who's behind Edge, like, I feel like the next part of the top five is probably something like it's some order, like, uh, you know, you're a uh, Triple H, um.
1: Gosh, right. generic white guys that vince mcmahon didn't totally love yes basically yes
0: uh oh dwayne's <laughs> up there dwayne's gotta be up there
1: interesting cena can't be because he like oh he cena never would
0: cena would be up there although you know what's amazing is he's never there is there is a run left for john cena of just coming out there and saying i have done you know just cutting a, he comes back one of those times he's actually back for a bit he comes in, he cuts his promo. He says, I've done all these things. He lists all his accomplishments. And he says, But I've never been an intercontinental champion, and I'm not retiring <laughs> until I have it. And then you put Cena as an IC, IC champion. You rerun the whole U.S. Open Challenge series. That's a thing that could be done.
1: Uh, Sure. My thing that I pitched uh, a couple months ago with Cena before he like went away again was like, I, I would do it's, it's obviously difficult with this movie schedule, but. With the Brock stuff, and I, I don't know where you stand on this, and we'll get there in a little bit. But, um, I just, I, Raw this week, just atrocious, but Raw has just been bad for a very long time, and just not having Brock Lesnar, um, around is is a problem. But there is a solution, and my solution was, um, like, I, I wrote about this, but I was like, if I'm booking Raw, like, seen as the guy who, like, is there a better opportunity than John Cena comes back from Hollywood, gets he breaks Ric Flair's record. Would he break it or tie it um, with his next world title win? Is it, I think I he's tying it. Okay. So then he ties it by saving Raw from Brock Lesnar. They have all this history, him and Brock. You do Brock versus Cena at WrestleMania. What feels more like a WrestleMania main event? John Cena versus Brock Lesnar for the title or Brock Lesnar versus Seth Rollins?
0: Well, I agree, but here's the problem everybody who criticizes the whole we're so tired of Brock thing, like, what's the thing that they're going to hate even more than that? That the guy who
1: gets the I disagree. I think people would Cena. be hot for that. I think people have changed their tune on John Cena. People like John Cena. People, like John people Cena, are okay yeah, people with like him. People
0: like Cena because Cena's not around to be in the main event hog spotlight on him anymore. And for the record, I never hated He's also hated growing his point.
1: hair out and being a goof. He's fun in Hollywood. He's I he's being t- more like, self-aware. He's going through a breakup. He's going through shit. Like, John Cena's very... Um, He's, he's a likable guy these days. I just think everybody would be rooting like, for him.
0: Yeah, I was, I, I've always been pro Cena. I've never understood what the I have is. not
1: always been pro Cena. I'm not going to revise history here. Like, his, yeah, I've been the, the majority Cena. of his time on Raw was terrible. Like, what he did, and it wasn't his fault. It was because of the company and pushing yeah. him in situations that just, it wasn't his fault. But, like, we cannot excuse John Cena's storyline with Kane coming out from under the ring and the Zack Ryder stuff. And just, like, there are so many different instances of Cena being at the center of some really awful... Raw stuff.
0: Well, yeah, but just like the fact that Zack Ryder was in the position that Zack Ryder was in, it probably tells you everything you need to know about Raw. Like, yeah, he got over from it. And was, well, the hold toilet. on.
1: Zack Ryder at that point in time deserved every little bit of attention, and just him getting over on his own, he didn't deserve that, but we did get a great gif out of it, where he just um, is in the wheelchair, and he just sees uh, <laughs> was it? Eve Torres and Eve John Torres, Cena yeah. making out. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, no, so look, man, I mean, l- lest you forget, Remember how furious everybody was at Brock ending the other Street? The biggest reason they were furious is because they wanted somebody that, who, to get that rub that they could just stay in the main event for a long time. The old, that's basically become that inevitability with Brock. So if you give that to Cena, everybody's going to get pissed all over again. People like Cena now because Cena isn't threatening what they want to be the future of the company. Um, so
1: it's, yeah. I don't think that's true. I think that is true. I think people are okay with it. I think people want yeah. to see John Cena tie Ric Flair's record, and I think they, yeah, it's just point, anybody but Brock. Like I think that's the thing. I, I think like, at people some are just point, in a, anybody they, but
0: Brock. I think at some point, people will be very happy to have Cena back in the main event, tie the record, break the record, all that. That's not the issue. The issue is that he would get him getting that bump at Mania over Brock, everybody would be pissed. because that.
1: Why? Is, Seth they, Rollins is not interesting.
0: Uh, well, I'm not necessarily,
1: like, caping. Are you a big Seth Rollins guy right now? Like, the Dean Ambrose stuff is still with him. Like, it's... I like Seth Rollins in a vacuum, but, like... Okay, are you ready for my hottest take? We haven't talked about this, but I unleashed on the pod last week, and I wrote about this on the site. Um, I think Charlotte and Brock are winning at Mania. I think both are winning.
0: Ah, God. If they... I mean... I would not
1: give Seth Rollins this rub and also explain to me how Vince McMahon, the guy who wouldn't even put, would not even put Roman Reigns over Brock Lesnar clean when he had him win the title, he still needed a schmozzy finish for Roman Reigns to steal the title away from Brock Lesnar. He lost clean after four years of building to Roman Reigns defeating Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. He lost clean that happened, And you're telling me Seth Rollins is going into WrestleMania and beating Brock Lesnar clean? Vince McMahon's going to give Seth Rollins the rub that he wouldn't give his no, golden boy Roman the, Reigns?
0: No, no, no. no, no. What if it, he's he's going to win, but the whole point of this is going to be... Who's going to win? Oh, Seth's going to win, but he's not going to win clean. He's going to win because the Shield helps him. Roman's going to come back. This is going to be Dean Swan song. That's why Dean gave the whole thing about go beat Brock, which came seemingly out of nowhere. Uh, they are... It's going to be the shield taking down Brock. So, you think
1: it's a shield thing where they have this? But how does that help Seth if he needs everybody else to bail him out to beat Brock? Not, That's not a babyface win. How does I, that happen think, at WrestleMania? I think
0: their argument, I'm getting this is not what I'm necessarily agreeing with, but I think their argument. That's awful,
1: by the way. That's how you build up your new top babyface is getting well, some, his, his are, I buddies think the
0: to. yeah. would be yeah. that Brock is this insurmountable force, which is why he's been so inevitable. He continues to have title reign after title reign, and no one person could take him down by themselves.
1: But then you turn him into a babyface where it's like they had to cheat to take the title away from him? How is it Brock's fault that no one can beat him? That's not a Brock I think problem. He's
0: so tired of it, I don't think they'll care. Plus, I think they're in a bank of the fact that Roman Reigns could get just a huge pop coming back from leukemia. That's my that's my feeling. I think he's going to help. It so okay. I think it's going to be a shield reunion. Seth goes over the baby face. Is this like traditionally the smartest way to do this? No, I'm just telling you what I think is going to happen.
1: As as for the
0: as for the women's match, if I mean, Lord help me, if they put Charlotte over,
1: like, don't do that. Okay, so this is a good transition because it's the first thing I want to talk about. Because now she's in the match. We were trying to figure Half out where is. she, this how the first she's going to gonna... talk about. <laughs> yes, 30 minutes into the podcast, that's the first thing I actually had in my notes. Um. No, like, Charlotte, I knew, was getting added to this thing. Like, Charlotte, we forget. It's so easy how quickly wrestling fans forget. What was the biggest rumor coming out of WrestleMania last year? I don't know. I'm a wrestling fan. I forget. You tell me. So, would you like to remember who ended Asuka's streak in the biggest stunner at WrestleMania just one year ago? It was Charlotte. They put her over Asuka clean. The fallout was Meltzer talking about on Wrestling Observer Radio right after. The plan right now is that's the reason Charlotte went over Asuka is they want Charlotte versus Ronda Rousey for the title in the first WrestleMania female main event next year. Like that is what Vince has been looking for. That's what he's been about. And then Charlotte, like we thought we were going to get there as the year went on because they were on separate shows. They're going to keep them apart. And then obviously things changed with the injury to Becky and Charlotte having to have that kind of weird last second match against Ronda and it went over well and all that kind of stuff. And now Becky went off and Becky kind of threw a wrench in their plans because I don't think they had any intention of Becky becoming this kind of no. um, superstar. No, they, they and it. yeah, but I don't think they see it that way. I don't see it. I don't think they see it as you they realized that Becky.
0: everything. For the record, I can completely see it your way. But you realize you were laying out literally, note by note, step by step, everything that happened, down to the triple threat main event of Daniel Bryan going over at Mania. But this is that. Well, hold on, different. that's not
1: entirely true, because remember, the, before that happened, they had the awful main event, where they did Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar. Remember, everybody wanted Daniel Bryan, and he didn't come out at the Rumble that year, and yep. he did, like, that took time. Like the Daniel Bryan stuff did not happen right away. That like the difference is like they didn't do the triple threat with Bryan versus Roman versus Brock that year. Bryan wasn't in that match. Yeah. They could have added him in that match, but he wasn't in it. Right. Becky's in this. Yes.
0: I think at the end of the day, I
1: mean
0: this is a dumb company we're dealing with that makes dumb decisions, but they have to be allergic. One hundred percent. But they have to be allergic to money. If, and especially yeah number two, me is traditionally show where the face goes over. So and Becky's the only thing resembling a face in that match. Uh,
1: I Do you think, think Vince sees her as a face? Yeah. They've booked her as a heel this whole time.
0: Well, they booked her as an Austin-type baby face. Or she's... I... Uh, I mean, come on. The difference, shoulders. though,
1: is, like, she doesn't make any sense. Austin was, like, a, a baby... Like, he was an anti-hero that made sense, though. Like, this week on Raw... So Becky's, like, the, her logic is very just dumb heel logic where it's like she assaulted her bosses and they wanted to her to just apologize and they would move on. And she wouldn't do it. And everybody's like, can you just, like, apologize and just move on? And she's like, does that – like, there's something about her character that's still intrinsically um, very generic, baby, uh just state of the – like, just – awful heelish stuff like there's still something about it where i'm like i think they still see her as a heel i think vince still sees her as a heel
0: maybe but i also like look is it as nuanced and as good as what austin was no but it, i mean the writing at the top of the card is also worse than it was 20 years ago so True. they might be thinking that this is the same playbook but they just don't have the tools to pull it off and quite the same way
1: i just don't think um and it's kind of a so, part of it is just wrestling's just not as popular as it was 20 years ago, but yeah. Austin was just... I like Becky Lynch a lot, but yeah. Austin's, like, arguably the biggest wrestling superstar of all time. Like, you can make that case, I
0: mean, I don't think we're like, arguing, like, they're the same in terms of
1: scale. I mean, it's just like Austin was incredible. Um, And I like Becky, but there is some that she has some flaws. And also Austin as a wrestler, more enjoyable matches than Becky. Becky is still fine. She's a B plus in the ring. She's not an A. And that's like the weird thing with Charlotte. Charlotte's a better wrestler than her, but her character is so bad. But now this was like the perfect way to integrate Charlotte in where it's like, this is what they didn't do with Roman. And a friend of the pod, William R. Washington of RBR wrestling made this plan on RBR this week that I very much agreed with, which was like, Sometimes they, they understand that, like, hey, the fans know. The Dirties are out. They read the rumors. They know who you like. They know who you don't like. All that right. kind of stuff. Yeah. And Vince pulling Charlotte from the back and pulling Becky from the match in favor of the character everyone in that arena knew that he prefers anyway made sense. Like, that's what you do, where you just, like, lean into the fact that... Yes, this is true that you prefer Charlotte over Becky and give her that. And you just create nuclear heat for Charlotte in this situation. And it gets people more riled up. It puts them to Twitter like, what the hell is going on? Why is Vince putting his uh, golden girl in this match and blah blah blah, but it's being honest about how you feel about these guys and girls and like that's what he's never done with Roman Reigns is he's never been honest about how like remember that just two years ago where Roman was was it was even two was it a year ago I guess maybe this time last year where Roman was like feuding with Vince and like going into his office and being really flabbergasted at Vince putting him in through the gauntlet and all this stuff and you're just like who believes this? Who actually believes that Roman Reigns, the guy who's about to break Hulk Hogan's WrestleMania main event streak, is hated by his boss? Are you kidding me? Mm. Like, that's the difference, where they're actually accepting the stuff with Charlotte that they have always refused to accept with Roman Reigns.
0: Yeah, well, I also think, though, just the fact that Charlotte is just, I mean, she's Triple H. She's a naturally A-plus heel who can work face at, like, a B-plus level. But you don't want uh, that's that being
1: all- very generous. Well, yeah, you know. that's very generous. But I mean, she's like a D plus babyface.
0: But I don't think anybody can deny that she's
1: as good a heel. Then
0: she's probably the best heel that the women's division has. Period. Um, so Ooh, is, uh
1: the best heel?
0: I would say probably. I like Alexa, but I wouldn't say Alexa's on her levels.
1: Oh, Alexa's better than Charlotte for sure.
0: As, as, a, as a heel? heel? Mm, I don't yeah.
1: know. You can
0: talk me to one thing or the other because I think the thing that that. Charlotte has as a character work. I don't think, I think Alexa is probably better, but I think what Charlotte has is just a believability because she's so physically gifted and she's so good in the ring that it has a believability that she could beat any baby face. Like you knew that Alexa was dropping that belt to Ronda Rousey very quickly because there was just no way in hell that made any sense for her to win. Whereas you could put Charlotte in any match as a heel and you could buy her beating your favorite baby face because she's just athletically gifted enough and tall enough to make it work. Um, so I'm, I'm partial either way. If you want to argue luck, so I can get that. But I think they're both really, really good at this. The bottom line is Charlotte as a heel is as good as it gets. You know, she can work that and she can do that really well.
1: But it's just, it comes down to being honest about who she is. And, and this is who I she is. just appreciate them being honest about it now.
0: Well, but I mean, look, no, nobody other than Cena and Reigns stays one alignment forever. Like there's
1: all, there's already rumors. Well, they've like, never been honest about Roman ever. Sure. ever right but the point is, is they've that, always like, pretended like the reactions don't exist they've always pretended that he's just half the crowd loves him half the crowd the, hates him the it's the like the that's never been
0: true roman reigns being top the top to cars maybe faces but because the biggest reason why i don't watch i didn't watch raw for years like past a certain point of the show because i just can't do it and that's what made this
1: but i mean there's is, a lot of reasons why him getting sick and everything sucks it's like we're never going to be able to have an honest conversation about him again after this right like, we're ne- people are going to be like, oh, see, like, you hated it. Well, it's like, okay. The, like, obviously, yeah, things I have too, changed. And this, My point like, is just simply that the, like, I
0: don't think, yeah. like, they're being honest with themselves about Charlotte right now, but she'll turn face again at some point. I just, it's the way... I hope not. <laughs> it'll happen. I'm not saying it'll happen. History, <laughs> I know it then, will, yeah. This is the way, just, unless you are the rare exception, like a Reigns or like a Cena, this is your reality. You go back and forth. And most people are better at one than the other. She happens to be a great heel.
1: Yeah. Um... Some people should just stay certain. I think you don't want to get in that big show cane zone where you've changed so many times where it's like the fans have no idea week to week whether or not you're a babyface or a heel.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, you can always overdo it, but, like, I think it helps you keep things fresh. Like, look, I mean... There's already rumors that. I feel like
1: Nia Jax is like the latest example of this, right? Where hasn't she turned five times in the last year and a half?
0: Yeah. I mean, you could always turn someone too much. My point is just simply that, for instance, like Kevin Owens is an amazing heel, but there's already rumors that he come back as babyface. And I like that idea, honestly. Like, oh, hasn't...
1: Kevin Owens is just the. Um, oh, if yeah. you want to talk about Kevin Owens. Um, I know. I, actually you think and, is you and the... I
0: You and I are, are you know. One person is driving the bandwagon. The other person is sitting in the front seat of the bandwagon with oh, a shotgun oh, boarding a Kevin progress. Owens. You and me, we are, are to Kevin Bandwagon.
1: Kevin Owens is, um, folks, Kevin Owens, actually the best wrestler in the WWE right now.
0: Probably, yeah. I, 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 I don't think I can argue with that.
1: I, I, I love He him. turned the crowd, he was a heel in what was it? The Montreal show, the raw episode where who is he? Who do you have a match with where he was in the match as a heel and he turned the crowd mid match because he was doing some crazy ass spots. Um, it wasn't Balor. He's, I don't a remember rare, it was. he's a
0: rare wrestler who got crazy or as he got to WWE,
1: like Ricochet yeah. told you on
0: his indie spots for the most part, Kenny was doing stuff. I've never seen him doing the indie like all the time now. And I'm like, dude, you got your guaranteed money. What are you doing?
1: Because he he's great. Kevin Owens is fantastic. He oh, can he talk. Does. He can do everything. He, like, there's nothing never, Kevin Owens can't do as a professional wrestler. The they've only they've thing never, that holds him back is his look.
0: And even then, I feel like people are mostly over it. Like, don't worry about it anymore because he's such a good performer. It doesn't matter. I mean, that, you talk about a dude who, like, and this is maybe a transition to our next topic – if I a dude who they better keep happy with what they're writing for him, because you know, in five seconds he'd go to AEW if his deal was up. That's the guy. You know, he'd love to go hang out with the Bucks again. That'd be like the best day of his life.
1: Um, that's interesting because I think he's not good for AEW. Like the more I think about it, like he what makes Kevin Owens so good, and the 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 problem with AEW and some like I shouldn't say problem yet, but we'll have to see is we know they're going to be very goofy if you watch being the elite at all Mm -hmm. there's a very like over the top goofiness about that group that i mean kevin would be good at it but part of me is just glad he's away from it because i do think he's like one of those rare indie guys that like i think actually fits more of the wwe model than what AEW is going to do. Like, I think he's actually in a better spot, a better company for what he can actually do. Cause I think they're going to appreciate his full skill set more than AEW would.
0: Cool. Oh, we don't even know what AEW is yet. We haven't seen well, it. Well, I mean, when you shadow. agree,
1: though, that they're going to be more jokey and more like inside like wrestling and more like over the top kind of goofiness. I don't know, like, because, that press like, conference was I mean, weird, think- man.
0: Yeah, but, like, if you look at the, the storylines Ring of Honor that they were behind, right? Like, they were behind the Bullet Club Civil War and how dark things got with Cody and with Kenny. Um, they were the ones who basically decided to jump out Adam Cole by having Marty Skrull hit him in the face as hard as he fucking could with an umbrella. So, I think those guys can go a bunch of different directions. I, and I feel like we'll see that as the promotion gets off the ground. And look, Kevin can be as goofy as he he wants to be. Like, I think he is tailor-made to be if it were up to me, that guy would be having, he would have had five world title ranks by now. Like he's so good. Uh, I'm just saying that that's a guy who, if if Vince is worried about people leaving, that has to be one of like the five highest guys on his list. He worried about my possibly ever leaving someday because he's legitimately very good friends with the people who are running that show. And I'm sure would love to work with him creatively. Whereas there are some guys that probably just aren't as predisposed to go test those blocks out.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I mean Dean Ambrose is like the, the biggest like interesting free agent in this scenario because I don't think he belongs in AEW. Dean Ambrose's worst thing is his wrestling. And I like the AEW stuff where I'm like, yeah, I don't I don't want it. Like Dean, if he wants to get to his pinnacle where he wants to be, I just wish they did not have the TV deal that that they have. Um, is impact. Like what impact's product is right now, and it's been for like the last year the serious nature of uh-huh. the PG-13 kind of stuff where, like, I think Dean would get the most creative freedom. He would be able to do more of the kind of stuff that he wants to do. Yeah. And he would be treated as the top guy. Like, if I was advising Dean, I mean, obviously, like, can you imagine just the money hit from going from AWE in- to um, <laughs> Impact these days? But, like, Don yeah. Callis and everybody else, like, he would – be immediately their top guy. Like, it would not It would kind of be a Christian Cage deal in some capacity, but at the same time, like, yeah. I loved Christian Cage and Impact, and it was great, and he was and he just made fantastic clear. in that and role. And he came back,
0: and yeah. you know, he was two wrongs higher when he came back. and maybe Exactly, his, maybe and I, I would
1: suggest future. him doing that. AEW is not the place for him.
0: Well, I, you know what? I think he would really do really well, and I get that, like, him in the ring, you know, isn't nearly as good as him, the character, but, like, I could see him being great and, like, been never... Open weight division in Japan where it's just let him just go hit people and let people hit him because that's the, he's tough enough that he's yeah. more than happy to do that and work stiff. And then just be a character, be the gruff, scary American. And when you let him write his own, you know, when you let him play his own music to borrow Cody Rhodes phrase, I have no doubt he'll make the character stuff work. The he's a genius when it comes to that. Uh, if you let him just don't tell him to go out there and try to wrestle with Bushi, go out there and say, go wrestle, uh, you know, Akabe and just beat the crap out of each other for 20 minutes. Like he could do that. I think that will work really well for him. I mean, I agree with you that like, I don't know what his natural fit would be. I'm sure AEW will go after him, uh, just because it would make a lot of sense. I think his his ideal fit is WWE, but they just never used him in the right way for extended periods of time. And it's just the story of so many people. And I don't blame him for wanting out. I mean, the, the most amazing thing is we've reached a point now where, He's turning down seven-figure money. Cody and the Bucks turned down seven-figure money. Omega had to have turned down a huge deal. If, if he probably got offered more than anybody. Like, Just imagine, I mean, even imagine, what, nine months ago, saying that wrestlers can turn down seven-figure deals now. That's unbelievable.
1: Yeah, I mean, they're prioritizing creative freedom over everything right now.
0: But not only that, but the fact that there is a... There is a world and an ecosystem that exists that can pay you. I don't know what they're making now. I don't know if they're making figure figure money or not. But there, but there's an economic world that can pay you good enough money and considerable enough money that you can sit there and say, I can pursue creative freedom, and I'm not going to be anything close cool. to starving artist. I'm still going to make great cash. Like that's that's fantastic. It's great for that's great for labor. That's great for wrestling fans. The more alternatives there are, the better it is for everybody
1: yeah well, do you think because the report this week is that Vince is apparently concerned about the optics behind a mass exodus of WB figures. And my first thing was like they're like you could have been ahead of this five years ago. like you stopped releasing people. This is your fault. like you should have been releasing people every year. like remember that summer like we would just we would wait for like who was getting future endeavored? That was a thing we just expected. Like how many people are getting Future endeavored this year, sure. and it just stopped for whatever reason. They just started hoarding talent year after year, and guess what? They don't have enough time. They don't have enough creative, just uh, like space to maximize all the talent they have. Like these right. people should be leaving because you don't get to hoard everybody and then keep them all happy. This is your fault because you kept ca- you signed too many people. NXT has like ninety people now. Like there's just people that you oh, won't I mean, see for just, months.
0: They, did, I looked at the performance center class the other day, and I was like, Jesus! They don't like. <laughs> so they added they added ACH, who was a big deal in the Indies. and was really good. They added Jonah Rock, who was becoming like the next Jeff Cobb, Michael Elgin type. They added... Who else did they add? They added... Um, there's some really... Donovan
1: big- Dijak is over there, and he just doesn't even do anything.
0: I know. And Dijak would have been like a multi time of champion by now. Yeah, like, look... I mean, Yes. But this is the stuff that you do. Like, this is why whenever, you, you know, in your economics class, people will tell you that monopolies are bad because you get complacent as hell. Like, this is one of the many ways which they got complacent because they never thought anybody could challenge them. And I don't think... And AEW is very smart to say we are not challenging WWE. And I seem to a point that will always be true because I think... The analogy that I've sort of come up with, I think what they can become is a Fox Sports, a better run of Fox Sports to their least ESPN. Because what the WWE has that nobody was able to catch up with, probably not ever, uh, but certainly not for decades, is they have cultural cachet. Like, when people are watching sports highlight shows, they, will, they say, I'm watching SportsCenter. Like, if you talk to somebody who doesn't know sports... They say, oh, I, I saw though. Like, they know the da-na-na, da da-na, stuff like that. That's ubiquitous in their mind. People who think professional wrestling think WWE. They think of that history and that brand. And it doesn't matter if your product sucks, which a lot of the time WWE's product sucks. Fact is, that is a culture, having that kind of cultural foothold, uh, that's money, you can't even, you can't buy that. And that's such a hard thing to lose. It doesn't matter if, if and I would argue probably when, AEW gets a TV deal, puts on a better weekly show. Like you are not going to have. It's going to take a long, long time for you to have that sort of brand entrenchment in just people's minds and their hearts. So you know, uh, I don't think WWE. You know, they're not even with Shad Khan's war chest. I don't think Vince has. You know, is kind of worried about the whole business model that he has, but. There's going to be a real competitor with pockets for the first time in a while. And I would assume, I think we have to give them the better for the doubt that they are going to be able to run themselves better than Impact did when Impact was legitimately hot like 10, 12 years ago. Um, what that means is that now, yeah, they have, the have to be smarter and they're going to have to do things better. Um, and I hope that happens because then it'll be better for everyone. I would love it if Raw was watchable every week. That'd be a blast. <laughs> but Right now, it's not because they don't have to be.
1: I mean, Meltzer tweeted about this, where it's like they there's a reason that AEW is gonna be two hours, and there's no chance that they would ever do three hours because they, they learn from like they learn they, they they're smart, and the WWE just refuses. Like they're just like they're prioritizing money. Like they're just like I'm we're gonna lose an hour of commercial breaks and just revenue no we're not doing that even if it means the show sucks like it's almost impossible to put together a compelling three-hour pg wrestling show every week it's really hard it's near impossible yes
0: yeah well totally i mean but
1: you have to be honest about it where people like oh why are you watching if you're gonna complain it's like well two things can be true one i like and i've spent 20 plus years of my life just growing but this is just part of my life um but also like just be honest about it. Like, do you really enjoy, like, some of the, the shit that they're doing? Like, do you really believe that? I, I don't, I guess it's, like, me attacking someone else's for what they like and they dislike, so that's kind of silly. But um but you just, could argue I, that, I mean, really you do believe like it's impossible.
0: That's, that's bad. I think you can make a value. Yeah, sure admit that it's gooder. shit.
1: And you're just like, I love this shitty thing.
0: Yeah, and right now, Raw is kind of a shitty thing. And a lot of times, SmackDown can be, too. Not this week. This week, SmackDown was great. But uh, it can be crappy, too.
1: Yeah. Um, SmackDown's biggest issue, and this isn't even a real issue, is that guys just disappear for weeks on end. Like, Asuka may never be seen again in 2019. I don't know where like, Sanity is. Like, are we is. sure we're going to see Asuka again?
0: I don't know where Sanity is. They're somewhere. Doing something. Just, around there's somewhere. so
1: many teams and people that just disappear for weeks on end. Shelton Benjamin will be in, like, the main event one week, and then you'll see him again in June. Like, it's just, it's very random, but we don't care because the shows are generally speaking very good.
0: Uh, by WWE standards,
1: yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you're not a big SmackDown guy. So ultimately, though, do you think that's good news that Vince is concerned about the optics of multiple superstars leaving for AEW from the WWE?
0: Yeah. I mean, anytime, any, any concern that they give him is good because that will translate into action and into Vince improving his product. Uh, and so. That's that's only a good thing for all involved. Yeah. So he if he's concerned, great, because that means that he will endeavor to make his show better, or he will endeavor to treat his talent better, or maybe he'll be more judicious about how many people he's signing, in which case the Indies below, you know, the be and the AEWs of the world uh have a better workforce to work with, and your vocal fits a better talent. Yeah, it's trickle out. So anything that AEW does to scare him is a good thing. Not even because and I don't say this because uh like, oh, I hate WWE or something like that. No, this will make the WWE better. Competition makes people better. And they have, uh, you know, this will will be the biggest domestic competition they've had since WCW died.
1: I mean, yeah. Um, And I think also Vince needs to, like, look five years down the line because this is not going to be the case. Like, the reason that this is a problem right now is because of, like I said, they hoarded too much talent. Like, that's just, like, if you did not hoard as much talent as you did over, like, the last seven years... This is not an issue, but guess what? Part of like losing a lot of talent right now means your roster is going to be a lot more well-rounded and more guys and girls are going to be happy because there's less competition in the locker room and you're going to be, it's going to be a thinner crowd and they're going to get more opportunities. Like they're going to be happier because there are less people around competing for the same kind of spots. So like eventually this will die down. Like the op, worrying about the optics is just silly to me because uh, you need to lose these people. You need to be in that meeting and go, Hey. We need to lose like a third of this roster, at least. Like it's fine. Like let them have them. And guess what? You might get them back five years when they're more like when they're more valuable. Like maybe they go to AEW and Dean goes there, or whatever, and becomes a bigger star. And like when he comes back he makes you even more money. Like there's well, no yeah, downside. You know, for... to pay that. <laughs> no, but like it's still just it's very silly to me because Vince wants his cake and he wants to eat it too. And it's just, well, because I, I, for, I just...
0: for fifteen years Vince had his cake and ate it too.
1: Yeah, but it still sucked. Like, the product, like, he should be able to look at it and be like, the product is going to be better because I have to, like, invest in their revival. I have to invest in Finn Balor. But at the same time, this is why people, when they're talking themselves into Finn Balor, beating Brock Lesnar, I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, Brock Lesnar, the guy he's protected more, like, the guy he had beat yeah, The Undertaker, like, he's he's losing to Finn Balor on a rent. Like, what? Well, I
0: mean, but people like, are out, been out been of been
1: their minds. Bad. I'm like, Vince McMahon still runs this company. He has a track record. He's been running it for just 20 plus years now. Like we know what he does. We know what he likes. We know who he values. He's very clear. Subtlety is not his strong suit. And I just, the the Finn Balor stuff is not genuine. The revival stuff is not genuine. And that's what I think so interesting is like, how long does he put up with this, this kind of resurgence from the people who are not happy with their contracts and might leave. So they're like, well, we'll give you this. We'll do this. We'll throw you a bone here. But like, do we assume that he's going to do that for years? that he's just going to keep trying to make his talent that's on the fence about re-signing happy forever? Do we really believe that's what he's going to do? Or is he going to revert back to what he knows, which is Roman Reigns, Charlotte Flair, and um, just Bobby Lashley, and just bad team after bad team?
0: I think it depends how much of a bite AEW ultimately takes out of the ratings. If AEW is legitimately competitive, then he will be forced to make it better because he doesn't want to risk losing ratings battles. Because God knows... That Fox and USA do not want to sit there and talk to him about, hey, we back you instead of the startup because you're the best. You have all these inherent advantages. And somehow these people who were doing YouTube shows a year ago put on a better show that more people watch than you. What the hell, man? Like even Vince is not immune to that. So, you know, will Vince go back to his old ways at some point? It depends how long those old ways work for him. Uh, ratings wise because as long as they do then he doesn't have incentive to change um it doesn't matter if the product is like i don't think he cares if the product product is great or just merely fine as long as it makes money that's that's the nature of capitalism dude (laughs) that's the way it goes if you don't have inherent competition then you have less incentive to make your product great because nobody's challenging so again anything AEW does that scares him is good for wrestling fans and it's good for pro wrestling so just you know, Even if you just want to watch WWE and you don't want to watch AEW, you should still refer AEW to do well on whatever time slot they get because that will make WWE better. It will force them to be better.
1: But that requires foresight and a lack of pettiness that I'm not sure Vince McMahon is capable of uh, providing. We'll find out. We will find out. Last thing I want to touch on before we get out of here. Um, Kofi Kingston oh, had man. his moment in the sun this week. Very much enjoyed it.
0: I think everybody enjoyed it. that was I mean, I, that has to have the highest universal approval rating of a smackdown like segment or hour in a long time. Uh who didn't enjoy that? And I mean, you know, credit goes like we sit here and we, we shit on a lot of writing that we does, but you gotta give a lot of credit for how they did those matches and just even little things like how it started off as a new day thing, but then they left ringside and it was Kofi by himself and it was Kofi bending for himself and finding ways to kind of You know, he hit two different finishers. He had the roll up thing and, um, you know, the moment with AJ Styles, or, you know, I've been waiting 11 years, fight me all of that. It was, it was great. It was so well done. Um, I don't think you could really ask for anything more in terms of what you want, kind of a long form hour story match to be, uh, for a guy like that, that, that was fantastic.
1: It's also just, it's one of those constant reminders, like, it's across all sports, and pro wrestling is no different here, where injuries and just random, just bizarre circumstances are just a part of this. And Mustafa Ali getting banged up, it's just, it opened up a, a door for Kofi that he never would have gotten if it didn't happen and Mustafa got a random door opening that we just never saw coming. And just like it, it so much of this is random and we get so worked up over stuff. And it's like, of course, just like this random occurrence Mm -hmm. is like what gets people back interested in the Kofi Kingston character. And um, it was great. And um, I enjoyed it. I'm, I'm happy, but I, I will say, I mean, I was surprised it wasn't big E like that would have been my guess. It seems like that's who we've been talking about for like the last year and a half. Should be the guy to get the push from the new day if they ever, and uh, if they ever decide to push one of those three, um, because here's a take for you. um you Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I, mean, I think that too. Now, I think three years ago, I would say Kofi, but he's, it's, it, he's, he's flirted with that Dolph Ziggler zone, where he's just been around too long now, where fans just have been conditioned to see him as a as a mid card guy. Like that's just it's too long.
0: Yeah, but, you know, but I think I think one great. of the things too is that, well, what's the New Day story? How did it get to where they are? Because they find ways to get over using their own smarts and their own ingenuity and social media and the YouTube show and all that stuff. And what have Big E, and especially Xavier Woods, been about for two years, constantly saying that Kofi's the guy, Kofi's going to get the title, Kofi's going to do this, Kofi's going to do that. They always build him up. So as much as we on the outside think Big E, and as much as maybe even WWE thinks Big E, I, I do I am curious how much uh, you know just the nature of their rise in the company and the methods that have gone about it sort of forced everybody's hands because everybody in the new day is united behind Kofi is gonna be the guy that we wanted to to have seen as a single. Um, I don't know. I mean I'm not in the room. I don't know how much like they maybe maybe takes it seriously, maybe they don't, but the the same methods that got everything, all the random goofy stuff that they do over they are using those exact same methods to say Kofi will be the guy and Kofi will be the champion. Um, will he actually be champion? I don't know. I, I don't think it's happening
1: this Sunday, but I do. I got an idea for you. All right, I I uh, have a, I have an answer for that question. Okay. Uh, no, he, okay. he will not I, be I, I, the I'm, champion.
0: I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go on. A little, I agree with you. Uh, pretty, pretty easy call. Um, I, I wonder. I mean, the WWE has never been great with. When was the last time the WWE had a truly Cinderella? Main event
1: WWE. Oh, champion. I thought you were going to ask just like an African American champion.
0: Well, the, that the I mean, if uh, you if you don't count The Rock, uh, <laughs> there are not many of them. Um, but like a real was Mark Henry the last one? Uh yeah. I mean, are we counting ECW title or are we not?
1: No, absolutely not. <laughs>
0: I was say Lashley had that. Um, Mark Henry yeah, no. would be the that one, and I mean, and that was always the second belt too. I mean. I don't know if an yeah. African American is good. Was the, the last time an African American
1: Rock? champion? Think, yeah, wh- who would it be? Would it be The Rock?
0: I think The Rock might be, actually be the only one. And see what you—the funny, the ironic thing is, for the fact that WCW existing in like the in you know the late '80s to mid '90s in Atlanta being a southern promotion, they had African American champions. Like Ron Simmons was world champion in like 1990 in that company. They, like that—that that didn't happen in the big New York company. Um, I think remember Iraq- when
1: Booker T should have beaten Triple H, and like yeah. that whole WrestleMania feud was built yeah. around Booker T finally getting his moment, and they did they, they uh, didn't just do didn't it. do
0: it. They just didn't do it. Yeah, helped. No, yeah. Um,
1: Turns out Vince McMahon not woke. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, so I don't know. Like I would like to. I was going to say though, a Cinderella champion has it. Has it happened really with the main belt since like I'm going to say mankind? I I mean, Daniel
1: Bryan counts.
0: Yeah, I guess, but like...
1: Daniel Bryan, like Vince McMahon, I'm 100% certain hates Daniel Bryan. Like, that's (laughs) the biggest thing with Vince is I think he legitimately hates wrestling fans now. Like, I think he loved them in the 90s and absolutely despises who they are now. I am convinced he hates them. Like, the PWG fans, NXT fans, I know for a fact Vince McMahon watches that shit and he's like, are you kidding me? Johnny Gargano? This is what we're cheering? This is what you people are losing your shit over? <sighs> there is no way in hell he enjoys am, any of that shit. You, you know that I'm a Johnny Gargano
0: supermarket and I'm just treading the day he gets that main roster call-up because it's all going to be over. Uh, and it's going to break I'm not
1: even concerned about him. He's, I like Gargano, but my bigger concern is Dream, because I think Dream has the most upside of anyone on that NXT roster. He's 22 years old, he's gigantic, he has the look, the presence, Don't everything. Hear. He has to drop Velveteen. He can't be Velveteen on the main roster. He's going to be like Orlando Jordan. He's going to wear the the purple and everything else, and it's going to be a comedy act, and but it's going to be thing, awful. Like, it's going to be bad does, taste.
0: If you're just the dream, do people, is Vince going to be worried that people conflate that with Dusty?
1: No. No wrestling fan today knows who Dusty Rhodes is. I wouldn't think yeah, I should say young ones. I, I don't, don't think I, young I, fans have any idea who the hell Dusty Rhodes is. I, I actually
0: think, I mean, I think he's in that When was the last video. time
1: he was on WWE television? Uh, I mean, the Legacy stuff? Uh. Well,
0: yeah. Um, no, 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 no. no. I, are legacy. I it mean, was
1: Cody and Goldust when they were tagging. I think that yeah, was yeah. like the I last mean, time it was we Well, then, then it was the Stardust
0: stuff. I mean, it was Stardust and Goldust. He was in the middle of that feud. Um, and he, yeah, and he was, hated Yeah, like, that was what,
1: five years ago? Well, yeah, because, I mean, yeah. he died...
0: How
1: many years now? I should know this. I, wrote the, co- I wrote the I Cody like Rhodes story. I, I don't think... But he was also the American dream. He
0: was. But I'm just saying, I wonder if like people conflate that. I, I, don't, no, know. I don't know. I if think, think it's more it or like or a rock thing. thing. I do think you're underestimating. a I, right, I think...
1: Because he, he calls himself dream anyway. He talks in third person. He's just... Like, he has to evolve. I think main event... in uh, a main event name is The Dream. A mid-card comedy act is like Honky Tonk Man, The Velveteen Dream, That uh, No Way Jose... That kind of shit. There is a difference between the way you present the Dream and the way you present Velveteen Dream. That's fair. I can get behind that.
0: Um, so, yeah. I, I, we'll see. I, we, we're probably, look, we're, we're probably, if we're a year and a half to two years away from Gargano getting the main roster, we're probably more than that away from
1: the Dream unit main roster. I don't think Gargano is ever getting called up. He's going be the uh, number one pick of guys who I don't think will ever get called up because be the like Vince is going to be like, he's going to 205 Live. And Triple H is like, no, 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 no. And they're like, all right, I guess we're going to keep him here longer until Vince changes his mind. But Vince he's not like, going to go. 205 Live. It's pretty
0: patently obvious he's not going to go until he gets an NXT title run as a baby face. Like, that's what this is all building towards. And I think for them at the pace that they're going, that's probably not happening. He might not even win that belt before the end of the year as a face. And he's going to get a run with it. They, they've built up too much of him and people care too much about him for that to happen. So I don't know. And then he'll I mean, keep it for a long time. Yeah, he'll, he'll be the champion for a while, as he, as he should be, because if you've done this much work to invest in him, you've got to give him a long baby face run. And then when you do that, whoever he puts over will, will get a monster, monster thing. I don't know, though, man. I mean, listen, I've been, I've believed in Johnny Gargano for like literally a decade. So I'm oh, I, we know about your Johnny Gargano. I have the mind that if he gets opportunities, he can be a main event star. Uh, I've zeroed out. I've always had zero out, even when like Smarts circa like 2013, 14 were like, what is it about this guy? Um, so I'm I'm a believer, but they have to book him right, you know. I mean, look, Sami Zayn is incredibly good and they didn't book him right, so here we are. But to think it's all back nice to Kofi, there's an art to doing the short term TWG did it with Chuck Taylor a couple of years ago. Um, Ring of Honor did with Chris Daniels. There's a really well, it's a subtle way to do it, and you have to do it right. But when you do it, there's a really good art to the long suffering underdog finally gets a wrong higher on the card than you ever thought he would go. And everybody's behind it, like white hot behind it for a very short period of time. And then you give him the belt, but you only make him a transitional champion and you take it off within like three months. Like, PWG did that with Chuck Taylor and it was fantastic because Chuck Taylor lost like all the damn time. It was the biggest jobber. And then they just decided, fuck it. We're going to spend seven months and just build Chuck Taylor into a main event guy and let him beat Zach Saber jr. Uh, ring of honor. I mean, Chris Daniels was never the top guy. And then they let Chris Daniels beat Adam Cole. And then he dropped it to Cody, who was the real franchise guy at that point. Could Kofi be that guy? I think there's a way to tell that story. But you need to do it very delicately, and you also need the right champion to put him over. And I don't know who the right heel champion would be for that. Um, I mean actually I do, but he would have to be champion. The right heel champion if you were ever to make Kofi, if you ever make Kofi your transitional babyface underdog thing who wins is Samoa Joe. If Samoa Joe ever gets that belt, that would be the that would be a perfect guy to take it off of. But
1: This you- is so adorable. Samoa Joe getting the belt, Kofi getting the belt. I, I, I know, oh my I know, god! I
0: know. We're deep in we're deep in abstraction here. Because the thing too is that like what. If there is, uh, among the many, many, many things
1: that this company does not
0: do well, the biggest thing that they do not do well is recognize a thing that is white hot that people want and getting behind it in the moment versus way too yes.
1: Like Because this, it's not this, part of the plan. They don't adjust. They're yeah. just like, no, 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 no. They, they're like, no, what if, hey, what, hey, you know what, galaxy brain here. Um, mm-hmm. What if uh, Daniel Bryan joined the Wyatt family?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: as stupid as that was, I still...
1: What if... CM Punk versus John Cena turned into Kevin Nash versus Triple H.
0: Oh, I totally forgot that. In a
1: hammer on a pole match. I
0: really tried to block that out of my mind. So thanks for dropping that back in, in there today.
1: Um, I mean, you were going down a rabbit hole of Kofi winning the title and getting a run, True. and then uh, Samoa Joe winning the title, and just all I think like the, I, I we think we had to I had to end point, things a little bit. Sorry,
0: at some point I think they'll pull the trigger on Joe. I believe that.
1: Uh, No, I think they missed the moment. Like last year was the moment because last year was the year that he went after Roman and lost that feud. And then he went after AJ and lost that feud. He lost to, wasn't Nakamura last year too? I want to say he lost to them too, but I could be wrong. But anyway, he lost his two biggest feuds. That was it. Like that was his moment. He's older. Like he said he was going to beat Roman Reigns. He was obsessed with him. Lost awful pay-per-view main event. Remember that? Was it Fastlane or something? What was that? I don't know. Payback? It was awful. And the crowd just completely shit on it. Not great. So, not great if you want to impress Vince, is that's your wrestling main event? And I'm sure they blamed it on him and not Roman Reigns. But, and then you look at later, he had that great feud with AJ Styles, and then they never put the belt on him. Like that, there's never going to be a more white hot feud for him. Like just how good he was in the main event of that uh, promo from a couple weeks ago, where he just called out Jeff and everybody else, and you're just like, good God, oh, this dude is oh, so he's, good he's, at what he's he does. Awesome.
0: And that's why I think, like, ultimately, get a shot. If he's still good enough as a worker he's not too old yet and he's a great dude on the mic i don't think he'd get a w like i don't think he'd get the raw belt but i think he'd get a smackdown belt potentially at some point like look they brought up oscar from seemingly the dead and gave her the belt after everybody thought they missed the window i think with joe it's possible because oh, joe I think they so still missed
1: much.
0: their window the most money oscar like
1: might the... be on the pre-show this year just as a heads up folks well yeah i mean like I'm not saying it who is up she facing time. Can you tell me who she's facing at WrestleMania? Look at the no SmackDown women's roster. Who the hell is Asuka facing?
0: I have no idea. My point isn't simply that they they picked the best time. My point is that they
1: could pick any time to do it with
0: Joe, just because I think Joe can still talk. I think that time's
1: passed is my whole thing, is I don't think you're going to find a bigger year for him than that. He lost his two big feuds, and it's over. It's like Shinsuke. Shinsuke lost his two big feuds. He lost to Jinder Mahal. He lost to um, Listen, man, AJ. Talking, like, that was it.
0: What is... We don't have enough time left in this podcast for me to get into all my greatest my of Shinsuke getting back to New Japan. I've never gotten it. Mm-hmm. I never will get it. No. It's it's just... But
1: weird. it's the same kind of deal where it's like you had your moment you could see the writing on the wall but it's like it's really hard to come back from losing all those big time feuds and fans to buy back into you and everything else. But the like,
0: thing, thing is that Shinsuke, like, Shinsuke can't hold a promo well enough for people to no, but hey, in, to I did enjoy,
1: it wasn't his fault, the gender stuff was not his fault, and that was incredibly fucked up that we kind like of had moved on from. But
0: Everybody, like, what matches he had in WWE, his best match was his first match, and that first match, like, I maintained, and I maintained it at the time, and I maintained it since. People at the time thought it was ridiculous, and I don't think they think him as ridiculous. I was like, "Sammy's any carried him. Sami Zayn was incredible in that match, and Nakamura was fine. And now people are realizing, like, oh, that's probably true, because I don't think that Nakamura's really done a whole lot as far as a great in ring match set.
1: I agree. I mean, Sami Zayn's much better professional wrestler than Shinsuke Nakamura. That, that's like a bit. I, I also think Shinsuke, Shinsuke is Zayn, just... A hot take. Yeah, I think it's just people get wrapped up in just the uh, Enigma... Of Shinsuke Nakamura and great the entrance, entrance. and I, dude, great entrance. Love great the point. heel entrance. It's great, so great, good. Great I, I with sometimes that. walk yeah. around the house blasting it. I have no idea what they're saying, but it's uh, it's fantastic. No, it's
0: fantastic as that. Yeah, but I, I just in the ring, it's just there's not a lot there, and I don't think anything's changed. And I don't think the look has changed. He's old as hell. Yeah, I mean, look, you have know, to be fair to him, like he's coming at a time when like you don't necessarily you don't necessarily have to expect him to have the best sport in his career, right. but it, it kind of doesn't stand out in uh, a positive life for him when you see like AJ being as good as he is or Joe still being in better he's shape he's like Shaq
1: than... on the Celtics
0: yeah well, Shaq on the Celtics was like completely worthless like he's not that he still looks fine mm. but um, yeah I don't know that's uh,
1: Vince Carter on the Hawks Vince Carter on the Hawks maybe
0: Vince Carter on the Hawks is enjoyable though. I'm not enjoying a lot of what Shinsuke does these days
1: I'm, <laughs> like, I'm not sure I'm trying to think of a basketball reference that works here um yeah, I, 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 I don't think know. it's like Maybe I think it's, alone on. Uh, I think no, I think it's kind of like
0: I think it's kind of like Ray Allen on those Heat teams. Like he he's diminished, but he can still do that one thing at a high level. But like back in the day, he could do more than that one thing.
1: Mm. Okay, that's fair. Um, Allen Iverson on the Grizzlies. <laughs> <I don't know.
0: sighs> That's just, I don't even know what the person uh, that is. That would make me too sad. As, a, as an AI lover, that would just make me too
1: sad. I'm going to spend the next like 24 hours just thinking about you fantasy booking Kofi Kingston winning the SmackDown WWE way. world title there and Samoa Joe winning the title. And trust these Vince McMahon's company, he's giving <laughs> Samoa Joe and Kofi Kingston title reigns. You're oh, right. God. When you say it like
0: that, I'm like, yeah, this is fucking dumb. There's no way. Uh, I'm just saying that a smart company could do
1: it. Oh, for sure, a smart company would have, and they like remember how long ago was the Kofi Randy stuff that was incredible, oh God, that was like ten years ago that was there my raw
0: that was literally my wrestling hiatus. I was gone for all that
1: I think it was ten years by ago by the way though. i I, I, gotta, it would pro-
0: I gotta say before we sign off i i really <laughs> I really loved it just like a tackle like of course this is a WWE w- way to end this great gauntlet match i fucking loved the whole randy from nowhere rko and this is over like fuck this great match <laughs> i'm just going over because i'm yeah. ready god damn work it was so great i loved it so much i i really randy Orton's
1: picking up out the so camera
0: bad. even on the camera angle that was that was also mm-hmm. great um i i know there are a lot of people who are furious and i loved it because like it was the perfect way it was a perfect WWE make people angry moment that I, like, actually, I laughed at. I had a, such a
1: good time. You know time what with my uh, SmackDown main event would have been if I could have booked WrestleMania this year?
0: What?
1: I would have had Randy win the Rumble and then gun okay. Randy versus AJ for the belt.
0: I don't think it means. I mean, dude, the problem. Well, I guess. Do you, you
1: know, do know what they're do. doing instead? Just a heads up, we didn't even talk about this. Do you know what the WrestleMania main event for SmackDown's world title is going to be? Uh,
0: Daniel against. Who are they to put against
1: Daniel? Oh yeah. I, I have an answer for you, sir. All right. You ready? Yeah. Rey Mysterio. What? That's why he's not in the chamber. They're keeping them apart right now. They're doing Daniel Bryan versus Ray. I mean, listen,
0: I'll watch. I'll enjoy that more You'll than watch,
1: I'm... but does that sound like a WrestleMania main event in twenty nineteen?
0: Uh it's just gonna be weird. Like, I mean, I still, even though Daniel's been so good in this heel role, I still always think of him as like a baby face inherently. So I think of him more in a I'm like, what? but yeah, Ray. I mean, come on, that shouldn't be a thing. And I love Ray and Ray's a legend, but come on, don't do that. Um, Oh man, you're right. Huh? Oh, really though? I don't know. I could see some chamber shenanigans that,
1: God. there's no one else man they're gonna keep the like the the, the answer was randy orton versus AJ because that hasn't been done it'd feel like a wrestlemania match yeah it, it's just like the wwe lifer versus the tna lifer like those two i think i'm waiting on the
0: part of randy winning the rumble for the umpteenth
1: time that would who fun. cares it would have been great. Randy RKO's like, who was uh, who won this? You already forgot. Seth. I've already forgotten who won. Rollins, yeah. Like, what if he RKO'd Seth Rollins out of nowhere and just threw him out? That would have been great. Would have been great. Because you know what's not going to be great? Seth Rollins versus Brock Lesnar for 25 minutes.
0: With Seth having a bad back. Yeah, that's not going to be
1: fun. God, that match is going to suck. Uh, Hot take. I'm going to enjoy a Goldberg-Brock Lesnar title match more than I will enjoy Seth Rollins oh, versus Brock Lesnar. come on. That's not true. Dude, I I enjoyed some of those Goldberg Brock Lesnar stuff. Fair
0: enough. What, what what a more romantic way to end this
1: podcast, about. <laughs> <laughs> That's the key. Bring Goldberg back. Can he work WrestleMania? Can we do Goldberg versus Lesnar part eight? Please don't make me think about that. What about Batista? What's he doing? He might be coming back. Let's do Batista Lesnar. I mean look. Batista. Oh, I got it. Here's the most WrestleMania Vince McMahon triple threat of all time. You ready? Brock Lesnar versus Batista versus John Cena for the WWE Universal title. Let's go. Done.
0: I'm officially ending the podcast right now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That would make all the money. Can you just imagine that poster of those three in the main event?
0: No, no. I don't need an OVW main event from 2003. The OVW
1: reunion show that you never knew you needed, sir. That's (laughs) what we need. No. Absolutely not. Oh, my God. Do it, Vince. Pull the trigger. Hashtag, let's do this. No. No, no. No. I disagree. I think that's the plan. All right. I'm going to write about it. You can write about it. If you want to pitch it to the ringer, that's fine. And um, I, I think <laughs> no they'll either. love it. I think Brock Lesnar versus John Cena versus... Uh, <laughs> actually, can we throw Randy Orton in? If oh, you, you really want the OVW main event, you got to have all
0: four.
1: Before yeah. the before Orton could do a callback with his old finisher um back in the day when he was wearing not the trunks but um the the, the, the he could use the overdrive, which oh, is what God, he started off as terrible terrible and it, I know. The worst finisher of all time. But that's how he can win. What if he doesn't use the RKO and overdrives um John Cena?
0: Then he uses his
1: old C music. I did enjoy the old C music. He hated it apparently. Did you know that? That's alright. This light? is
0: this is this is way more him. This is way more affliction T-shirt. Randy Orton approved music.
1: But I loved Burn in My Light. Yeah. That's a good way to end this podcast. Is me just coming along? To you just play us out.
0: Play
1: Hey, nothing you can say. I I hate that I know every word to that theme song. Not great. Um. Not great, but this is why I'm recording a wrestling podcast on Valentine's Eve because I can hum and sing the entire Burn In My Light Randy Orton theme song.
0: That's it right there. That's the reason. That's why you're qualified.
1: Yeah. All right, Mike, this has been great. Is there anything we need to read on your end before we get out of here? I'm
0: working on a bunch of different like, longer form magazine pieces at the moment. So just follow me on Twitter, MikeLikesSports, and you'll see my stuff eventually popping up.
1: Yeah. And you know you'll see that uh, WrestleMania pitch that I threw Mike's way generously uh, for what uh, I'll be. Can do to save I'll the be busy. I can't.
0: I can't read it. I'm busy fantasy booking Kofi Kingston into the main event.
1: God, what a what a five minute stretch of this podcast. After us just pointing out that The Rock was the last world champion, uh African American world champion, uh it, he's just he's going full Kofi and Samoa Joe in the same year. Let's go. Just Diversity. Woke Vince. Let's, go. It's
0: 2019. Let's, get, let's,
1: let's make it happen. Yeah. Vince McMahon changing it up at seventy five years old. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Later, buddy. It's exactly what old white men do. Change uh, it up. Late in the game. Oh God! All right, Mike. I appreciate it. We'll talk soon. All right, thanks, man. And that'll do it for today's episode of the Chase Thomas Podcast. I uh, just want to remind you guys: if you like today's episode and you are subscribed on Apple Podcasts or iTunes, I would really appreciate it if you could take a second, leave the show a five-star rating and a review. If uh, you're not an Apple Podcast listener, remember you can find the show on Spotify, TuneIn Radio, SoundCloud, Stitcher. Google Play or wherever else you get your podcasts. Uh, be sure to check out chasethomaspodcast.com where you can access all of my previous episodes and also find all my writing. I'm writing there fairly often. And also follow me on Twitter at chase underscore Thomas and like the Facebook page at slash chase Thomas writer. Uh, thank you for your support and we'll be back with another episode very soon. Thanks, guys.
0: who get it done.